What is the difference between being punk and being a punk? We are here to talk some punk rock, some music comics. Punk culture, DIY shit, anything we want to talk about. That's that's what fascinates me. Give me everything. Absolutely everything. I find that, that music and comics have always been intertwined. Muxbound. Chicks okay. dig it. Don't worry. <laughs> Hello, hello, everybody. All uh, right. Welcome to Muck's Bout. Um, I'm Eric here, and uh, we got John over here, as usual. And uh, Ben is not with us today. He's at school and other punk rock things like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and today with us, we have another Eric, um, the prolific Eric of Pocket Vinyl. Hi. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about uh, Pocket Vinyl? I'm Yes. Uh, hi, my name's Eric. Uh, I am the uh, lead uh, pianist and um, lead singer of the band Pocket Vinyl, uh, which primarily is a duo of myself and my partner Elizabeth, who uh, she paints on stage during every single show. She does a two-by-two-foot painting, which we auction off after every show, and... The last 12 years at a very, very DIY level, Elizabeth and I have been traveling all across the USA, uh, making a, a very small but uh, a passionate and loyal fan base. Uh, and I don't know, making a living uh, basically on, on in at a time where not a lot of musicians are. So it, it's uh, we take a lot of pride in that. Yeah. And I will say from an audience perspective, I saw you guys in Greenfield, Massachusetts, uh, at Hawks and Reed a few months ago. And, yeah, that's right. Uh, it was uh, it was a multi-band showcase. So I saw the easel getting set up and everything. And I had no previous knowledge of you guys. And I was just like, it, so from an audience perspective, it's kind of like, what am I about to witness right now? Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's we having, I, man, I tell so many other bands to get a painter. And they're like, oh, we're afraid of stealing your thing. But it's like, it's whatever. Other people play guitar. It's not like guitar is like a one band <laughs> thing. Um, it's and the implication is that every other painter would paint exactly like Elizabeth, which is obviously ludicrous. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we found that man. There, the amount of times we, <laughs> you know, there's no. Um, <laughs> we feel like our our band is a bit of a like we're a hard sell in like an email or written like i feel like mm -hmm. our band is like the equivalent of getting like a long text from someone where your eyes kind of glaze over for a minute <laughs> where it's like well i play piano and she paints on stage we auction them off and do all these things and it can easily get like people's eyes can glaze over while we're saying it but i suppose like uh, yourself john when we can get someone in a room with us we usually do pretty good at like roping them in and the amount of like bar flies and you know I don't know, Des Moines, Iowa or whatever that we've been able to uh, uh, rope in who just went for a drink with some friends or something. And then all of a sudden they become like fans. Uh, that's kind of been our, our our bread and butter, really. So, yeah, it's it's um, I'm, I'm glad we got you. I'm glad we got you in, man. Oh, God. Yeah, it was amazing. And I, I think you're uh, I was looking at 
the documentary earlier that you guys have online and the three word moniker of piano slam rock, I think was right. <laughs> just perfectly apropos. So I think that three word moniker is enough to get me in an email if you were to send that to me. So that's, that's not a hard sell at all. In my book. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, every, work. cause every band has to have their own genre, right? These days, yep. like that's just how marketing pretty much works. And, and so piano slam rock is ours. Usually or piano slam rock with a live painter or something like that. But then you have to explain the whole live painter thing. Every, you sort of understand what piano slam rock means. You know what I mean? Yep. Checking out your stuff. Um, I like that. It's not, it's not a gimmick. It's, I mean, the, the paintings are absolutely beautiful. Um, oh, Elizabeth is insane. And she, I'll tell for any viewers and stuff too, uh, Elizabeth does not like interviews. <laughs> <laughs> and she just, I mean, for whatever reason, she just never, I don't know. It's just not her thing. So she says hi. Um, but okay. uh, she, she didn't want her. her work and it's don't, you guys don't take it personal. No, it's, not uh, at all. But I, I, just, I was talking to other Eric this one wherever he is uh and i was saying you know you know what's the worst that happens is we do this just like one of your performances and she could have set up and uh done a painting that we could have auctioned off at the end of the there's a certain amount of pressure for being live i get it you know you can't actually see right here there's uh, a, a painting uh, of hers of a, a robot with a bunch of animals around it it's probably not too clear in the thing but uh yeah that was one that's a commission awesome. she actually did for someone just the other day okay uh there we go we can see it a little bigger now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, uh, right here. Right there. Which is the same robot. I actually have a tattoo of. Him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's a character who's shown up. He actually kind of started showing up around 2017, 2018 in a bunch of paintings, uh, and then he appeared on our uh, 2018 album on the cover. And, What's his uh, name? Uh, he, I don't, he's the Pokemon robot. I don't know. We don't really have a name for him. That's. I feel like stuff like that is for. That's for other people to canonize. You know what I mean? Not, like, uh, not that we have the fan base that would like, uh, you know, big enough to do that. But that's for that's for other people to to decide on that name as a group. You know what I mean? As long as in your head you know what his quirky personality is, that's the big part of you know yeah, making sure. Yeah, he he. Uh, in my mind, I don't think he he speaks. He's very gentle, kind of Iron Gianty. Uh, Always but, good. Uh, not necessarily like started as a weapon just i i almost view him as like a, a forgotten ro robot that like you know yeah. whoever the creator like made other stuff and it just happened to wander into the woods and then befriended a bunch of bears and stuff yeah that's that's, that's what i think anyway that works for me that's always yeah. my favorite type of robot is the type that's yeah kind of maybe half assembled in the back of the shop and like maybe finished himself and then wandered yeah. off and did his like own the c3po hopping down the hall with his leg in his hand like yeah well that's you know why because that's the most kind of human robot like <laughs> exactly i think every yeah. single one of us feels like that like thing discarded in the back and then and then you <laughs> i was just uh, telling don about my crazy schedule by november i will be hopping down the hallway with my leg in my hand <laughs> yeah we've been uh barely like holding a schedule together for this show so this was <laughs> it was good that we could make the world collide tonight yeah. to all get together yeah no well i mean like honestly comics and music like when you reached out to me i i i apologize i had ignorance of the show but uh i mean yeah comics and music are, are pretty much our bread and butter like our we yep. find that our our music fans are they you know they tend to be the ones that to to more come out to shows to to um they're a bit more vocal and stuff but elizabeth um 
has her online comic called The Touring Test, which is more or less a semi-autobiographical yeah. comic about our lives as artists. And that is by far and away the most, um, like, we have the, we have, she has almost like 50,000 followers. Um, and she Let's used to have 50,000 for some reason it dipped and fun. I don't know, just the, whatever the algorithm's weird. Um, and, uh, those people, there's a lot of them, but they're, they're fickle. They're more fickle, which I think that, you know, for comic artists, like that's to be expected. Um, whereas I think the, the music fans tend to be mostly people who either saw us at a show somehow, or, you know, came across our thing on Spotify or something and, and uh, decided to check it out and kind of get like more more involved. Um, but both of them are kind of equal in terms of uh, helping us stay afloat and helping us, um, I don't know, continue as full time artists in this day and age where yep. like, I don't know, I saw like within the last year, like people like Lord and Animal Collective and other huge bands had to cancel whole tours because they're like, even if it's sold out, we can't afford it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like it's crazy. They would, yeah, and so it it to be able to drive around in a Subaru Outback named Hatchy Van Hatchbatch and uh, make a living for ourselves <laughs> for two people is is something we like I said earlier we kind of take a lot of pride in and and is something that we're I don't know I'm almost shocked is is uh, as rare I guess as as we are and it seems like you guys have that drive to really push it I've just watching some of the documentary and everything it's just it's phenomenal the amount of people, like you said, that like just to make gas to the next show to sell the merch and everything like that to be able to keep moving is huge. And it, yeah, you know, I don't know how to explain this. I haven't yet figured out the way to explain this, but that is like an often question of people kind of something along the lines of like, how do you keep going? How does it like, and the best answer I figured out so far is like, oh, we have no choice. Like there is, we were born with something inside of us that like refuses to let us yep. stop. Um, and I've known a lot of musicians who are brilliant, who can't, their brain can't do like road life. And a lot of comic artists who, who have no idea what to do in front of a crowd. Um, and a lot of, yeah, for some reason, Elizabeth and I have... I mean, it does help that, you know, we're married, we're together. When we leave, besides mm. our cats, which we miss very dearly, uh, we're not, like, leaving any, you know, kids or a, a spouse or anything back home. And yeah. I think that is the real, that's a real killer of just being away from your loved ones. So yeah. while we miss friends and everything, it's nice to be able to, to travel and work with the one, um, the one you love and have it really work out. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, there's just, it's, there's something in us that it it's, <laughs> we actually... We're in the process. We just started recording a new album and we have an entire song about uh, it's like a story song about a, a fictional uh, person who loses their passion for uh, art and they feel completely freed by it. Oh, <laughs> and it's not like something to mourn, but something to be like, oh, I can finally rest. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's I mean, I love it. And I, I'm not I don't say this as a complaint as much as like. I think sometimes people give us like as if it's a virtue of like, wow, you have so much stamina. And it's like, no, it's we feel like we're being dragged by our own brains yeah. and our own like, what do you call it, passion or drive or whatever. Just the thing that makes us keep going just won't let us quit. And I'm thankful for it. 
of especially when times get hard and and you want to quit but you, intellectually but emotionally you just kind of keep going um but still it's it i don't know i don't think it's necessarily something to be admired <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about that on this show before and i think that's why your story spoke to us so much is that uh we have the same kind of drive of between comics and you know our other co-host is a drummer and it you have that thing inside you that you need to get out creatively somehow yeah. and none of us are making a damn penny off the thing maybe ben is he's touring up in toronto but i'm just happy to not go into the red is that why he's yes. not here now uh He's uh, been touring a little bit, and he's also been uh, back in school, so he's cool. otherwise occupied right yeah. now. But yeah, yeah. yeah, he plays he plays for a band called Mute Sounds, and they've been doing pretty well. They had an album that came out uh, in two parts over this year, nice. so he's been doing pretty well. But yeah, for for the most of it, it's like we consider it the same thing. It's like it, it's not necessarily uh, that you have a choice in it. You almost have a mental illness that you need yeah. to oh, yeah. fulfill and get it out into the world because we're not making a penny, but Hey, this is something we need to get out there. Absolutely. So. I mean, I remember when, so the album we're working on now, I mean, depending on what you count, uh, but we released this last February, we released an album, which was technically our, our 10th album um, okay. since um, yeah. And our, our, and, that numbers, I don't know, depends on what, there's a few things, I won't get into it, but you can count different things. Um, but we, uh, like, I remember when we released our fourth album, for some reason, I feel like, like most bands, even like hit bands, like get like, like three albums kind of is like the thing, you know, your first album is your debut, your second album is kind of like, like helps kind of refine it's it's almost like a like points on a graph you know what i mean yeah. and like then like a third album almost like makes like a trilogy we have that kind of in our culture and then i remember when our fourth album came out it's like and now we have a back catalog and like there's some <laughs> fans that like like your early stuff and, not this, and then and now it's weird that like there's someone who could probably like I mean, there there have been people who've told me um, that they like love like these three albums, but they haven't even checked out any of our other albums. Yeah. And you yeah. think, you know, but then I think about that, and there's totally bands. I've, I mean, I love Tom Waits, and I don't think I've listened to all his stuff. Um, yeah. I love, you know, a lot of bands that I just haven't ultimately checked out, um, like every single thing that they've done, and and it's weird to like kind of get to that point, and you. At a certain point, you have to say, like, well, what what else do I have to say? And then you kind of have to mind yourself because you, sometimes you get into the thing where you want to keep making art, but you don't know what to make art about. Mm. And I've known a lot of bands and comic artists, I think, too, who, you know, they get so passionate about making a few certain things. And then when they get that out of their system, they're like, well, I'm in this career. And then they start making stuff like just to make stuff. <laughs> and that yeah, I avoid that. Yeah, that rarely works. I feel like um, in terms of being like uh, an amazing thing, you know, and then I just think it's, it's, uh, I don't know. You have to kind of find that it, it is a, a balance, I guess, a bit uh, now that I'm kind of thinking out loud of, of finding like, well, what else worthwhile do I have to, do I have to say um, while you continue to make more stuff? Cause I, again, I feel like I'm just, I still feel like we're a young band, <laughs> even though we've released like so much and yeah. done so many things. Like we played our thousandth show last November wow. and I still am like, 
Yeah, all right. Well, I want to onwards and upwards. Like when I was looking at your tour schedule, I was like, "Holy shit, this is insane!" I've been complaining about all the travel I've been doing for work this year, and then I saw your schedule, and I was like, "I've hardly moved." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's all—I mean, it's all whatever you can handle. Like, again, I know some brilliant musicians who like can maybe handle a week on tour, and that's just—and that's a lot for them. And I think sometimes, like a week for certain people's brains and minds, can be more for them than five weeks for mine. You know what I mean? Just just because yeah. of what kind of can exhaust you in life. Right. Yeah, and it's also completely dependent on. There's bands out there that need to balance like a forty-hour work week. They don't, you know, they aren't touring full times, and they're trying to fit in those crazy tour schedules in between. So, yeah, it's like it it's amazing watching some of those bands too that are like trying to work in a factory for 40 hours and yeah. then the, their weekends they're you know three states away doing stuff and yeah just yeah and that's me. i mean because so like i mean for us we lucked out with again we like so elizabeth makes the paintings and then we auction them off at the end of each show and that for sure has been at least at, at least half of our income uh, yeah, tends to yeah. come for those, you know, sometimes the, the paintings go for very little, uh, other times they go for very much. Uh, and it's, it can be very, like very much a whiplash on tour when you're playing like, I don't know, some weird little coffee shop in the middle of Kansas. And like, you make like, you know, 30 bucks or something total that night. And then the next night yeah. you play in a place where you have some fans and they come out and then you walk away with over a thousand dollars. And then the night after that, you make like 25 bucks. And like, it, it's, it's such like a, what are like exciting and depressing and fun and terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a know, weird roller coaster. Yeah. Anybody, but uh, we just, so we just came out of COVID a couple of years ago. Um, and you guys have been around for a while, so you've had your pre-COVID and your post-COVID yeah. band life. Um, is there do people support bands at shows more now than they did before COVID? Um, ask because I personally know that I do. Like, because during COVID, I was oh, buying okay. stuff from bands just to help keep them afloat, like constantly. And now I've gotten into a thing where I, I love to buy from the band, like whenever I can, and so. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm with there too, and I'm like especially at like a smaller show and stuff. I I there's a you know we so much of our money these days is spent digitally and like just throwing numbers around, and it's fun to to be in front of someone and you know it's going right to right. you know that yeah. person and and like a very direct thing. Um, but no, in terms of people coming out to shows, I, I mean, one, I honestly think. I think there's still, and no one really talks about it, but I think there are still a lot of people who are being careful and staying indoors and who, you know, there's, for some people, they're like, well, COVID's been over for like two years or whatever already. And there's a lot of people who are still, like, we've had people who've come to shows within the last six months and they said it was the first big public event they've been yeah. to since, like, COVID. Like, and so since COVID started. So, I think there's still a good portion of the population that is just not going out and doing stuff. Um, but the people but, who do go, are they buying more merch than they maybe used to? Or is that a thing? No. Um, I don't know because I have crunched the numbers and our tours have been pretty good since post COVID, but I, I don't know if it's that or if it's, 
like we kind of feel like we've been doing a little better in terms yeah. of like reaching more people. So um, yeah, I guess it's hard to judge when there's like a three. Yeah, year I mean, <laughs> I think it's more the latter. Um, and again, when I say this to anyone listening or watching or whatever, it's, I mean, we <laughs> we pride ourselves that our, because we've toured so much. Our our fan base is spread very thinly over the United States. And there are some international folks, but mostly in the United States spread really thinly to where we can almost play anywhere in, in the United States. And I'd say 90% of the time, one to five people will show up super excited to see us. And those are often the people who like keep us afloat. And then it's just like bar flies or, you know, DIY showgoers or whoever else happens to be there for other bands or anything. Um, but you know we have like you know certain places where uh you know you can draw more than that but like there's no town where i feel comfortable saying we draw more than like 20 to 30 people you know what i mean and so um our shows often are small but i've also found that like we've played some shows to like 100 people and all of them don't really care about us and we hardly make any money or anything and we played some shows to five people and walked away with like 400 bucks because they uh, like you know someone gets the painting maybe there's like a fight over it and there's a bidding war and then people get merch and so it's i don't know to me the one thing i've learned is that it's it's definitely quality not quantity of a a crowd um Mm. and our crowds and and people who've purposely come to see us and and thankfully a lot of people who aren't purposely seeing us but for whatever reason are at the show tend to uh i don't know they they we we tend to do okay enough to support two people anyway and and you know making a living so and a couple cats and a couple cats yeah i got one on my lap right now (laughs) this is whiskey (laughs) it's okay bye girl um yeah, but it, it's you know we're we're just I don't know man I I'm just I'm just thankful to keep going like yeah I remember a couple of years into this it was like that there's always that phrase I feel like especially when you're younger like I want to make it like let's <laughs> make it and then like three years into it I was like I've been a working artist for three years <laughs> I, I think this is making it like you know yeah I wish we were playing to bigger crowds and everything but like I don't know there's been people who said we're their favorite band and it's like isn't that what that's everyone amazing. Everyone wants. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's yep. a weird. So it's I don't know. It's all about perspective, and I don't know. I think just feeling lucky that you're just alive and doing anything. Yeah. What? Uh, so the the name pocket vinyl. What oh, it's it's nothing. It's not. Okay. Whatever your question <laughs> is about the meaning, uh, I honestly, we were trying to come up with a name. We figured most people would actually read it and see it on paper, not say it. So uh, we wanted a name that looked good on paper and something about the phrase pocket vinyl is what we landed on of something like that just kind of like the word vinyl specifically is handsome. Like it's got the Y towards the end Uh and the the tall L there's, there's something like a dip about it with like a capital V and, and then pocket somehow it kind of has like, you know, the, the, the curves of the O the P and the C, but then the hard letters of like the K and, like the hard lines and I don't know something about it just looked handsome and and we kind of like the word vinyl is like a big thing these days but like 11 years ago when you started I think the 
the vinyl comeback was still a little early. It was starting. Like record store day was already a thing. Um, yeah, and I was in the records then. Like I had just kind of gotten into them, and that was I'm sure part of the reason why I was gravitated towards the word vinyl. But um, yeah. yeah, it's funny. You know the the phrase pocket vinyl. Just it it almost I forget that the word vinyl is <laughs> like I almost don't think of that as like like what both of those words mean is like I forget that, and it's more just. Like pocket vinyl is is us. It's this band. It's the movie we made. The book. The, you know, it's everything. And I'm picturing like very portable vinyl that you can just put right in your pocket. Yeah, I was wondering if it had right to do here, with like so. <laughs> they started doing those little records uh, uh, for the car. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I no. don't even know why that makes no sense to me. Like you'd have like what one song on like a little porridge. It was like well, have you seen the the three inch vinyls? Yeah, record store day they usually put one a couple of those out. Yeah, I have a buddy of mine owns a local record store and he has like a bunch and you have to get a special player for them and it's just one song per uh, per thing and I I, I don't know I, I, he says he doesn't sell many of them I don't I don't know who's into those uh, I think it's more just a, a fun gag gift. Novelty, it's, it's, yeah. I was gonna but, say it's a niche market like putting an eight track player in your car at. In 2023 or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but it's, I mean, any vinyl is pocket vinyl, depending on how big the pocket is. Oh yeah, this I is like true. That. That's a marketing mind right there. Especially, <laughs> especially if your giant robot had a nice smock that could carry vinyl. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, be... yeah. Also, if you were a thing that was real life, that would also be that would help carry the vinyl. It's not real. You're killing me. Here. It's not You're telling me. It's it's conceptual at this point. It could be real someday. All right. Okay. I did find it funny that you named your uh, you named your car, but you didn't name your robot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the car is a physical thing that that exists in the okay. world. That's okay. that's a member of the band, basically. Before before Hatchy Van Hatchbatch, we had uh, Doctor Periwinkle, um, and then uh, before that, we had this uh, this two thousand what was it like a two thousand three. Uh, Accord, Honda Accord. No, an Altima. It, I, it, we only had it for six months. It was the crappiest car in the world. It was the complete lemon. I hated it. Um, we 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 bought it for like $3,000, ended up spending $5,000 to try to fix it up over those six months, and then ultimately had to junk it because it wasn't... Oh. Yeah, anyway. But uh, yeah, we mostly travel around in cars. That's That's how you can do it with a duo. That's also to help save costs and kind of stay alive on the road. When you yeah. don't have a van, um, which is nice. I suppose the the reason we're here and we're hitting the back half of the show here is we should probably talk about the book. Yeah, that's yeah, what you're um, touring supporting here. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, there, you, yeah, that's the yeah, how to completely lose your mind, a graphic novel memoir of one indie band's attempt to break a world record. Uh, it's a very long title, which the publisher said would be very good at uh, being Googleable keywords that people would stumble oh, upon it. So that's why it's that way. Even though I know what you're thinking, uh, graphic novel memoir, uh, that really doesn't make sense because novel means fiction and a memoir means nonfiction. <laughs> but if you call it a graphic memoir, it, it sounds like you're like a porn star that wrote like an autobiography. And <laughs> Which so, you might get even more Googles, but yeah, yeah, so, it's yeah, a whole different thing. <laughs> Okay. Graphic graphic memoir, yeah, I don't know. It's a, we had to write graphic novel memoir, even though it doesn't make sense. But I guess that's how English language changes. You know what I mean? Yes. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, the entire book. It's it, it was kind of our pandemic project. Um, 
in 2019, we did a tour where we tried to play a show in every state uh, in the fastest amount of time. I was somehow, I forget how, but somehow I came across the fact that there was a Guinness World Record for um, uh, playing a show in every state in the fastest amount of time. And according to Guinness, the record is 50 states in 50 days. And I saw that and I turned to Elizabeth and I was like, hey, listen to this. And I like, told her that. And she kind of like paused for a minute and said, that's really beatable. And I was like, right, that's incredibly beatable. Like we could totally do that. And then when we started talking to everyone else, we found out that what is considered beatable, uh, we apparently have very skewed ideas of what uh, that is. And almost everyone else is like, are you nuts? Like, why would you do that? You're going to kill yourselves. Yeah, and you know the we, human body has limits, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, just something about it seemed fun. And even like, you know, we the more we dug into it, we actually Guinness to this day, and it's fine, but does not recognize us as the uh world record holders because among the long list of uh, understandably for Guinness to have a record, they need like, you know without a shadow of a doubt proof that someone did something and a record like this which takes you know weeks to do um we needed to make sure that two guinness representatives or like government officials or something were at every single show Holy and we cow. had to pay travel and expenses for oh, wow. each of them <laughs> um that on top of like Every show had to be uh, the capacity of each venue had to be um, over 100 people, which I mean, we play in a lot of small bars. It had to be public spaces. So house shows were out. Um, a lot of DIY spaces weren't technically like labeled as, as like official public venues. And a lot of places that we play and have connections with um, that often are the best shows in like small type yeah. spaces uh, were just unavailable. And I remember when we like, so the state of Maine, for instance, when we applied all those things and then applied the factor of like, well, wh what venue would actually book us for a show who can't really guarantee much of a crowd <laughs> anywhere? Like I said, one to five people usually show up. Sometimes it's nobody. Sometimes it's much more than that. But <laughs> it's anytime a venue asks me like, you know, can you guarantee this amount of people? I'm just like, I don't think we can work together because no, I can't. <laughs> um, I'll hope with you. I'll hope for the best. And it usually turns out great. But um so like Maine, once we applied all these things in the state of Maine, there were only five venues that I could find that met those criteria. And of those five venues, they had to respond to an email and say, yes, you can play here. Mm -hmm. And so we quickly kind of learned that we just can't do it by Guinness's standards. And we were like, ah, whatever, let's just do it by our own standards. Like we'll know it. Anyone paying attention to us will know it. Uh -huh. um, I, I dare say, I think it's still an impressive feat to just travel to all 50 oh, yeah. states, yeah. Uh, regardless of what. And once we like kind of got that, it was just this huge burden off our shoulders. And we're like, who cares? And now we have, you know, a book uh, and it's a, a, a published book by an actual publisher that came up to us. And we're like, we can I think we can make money off you. And we said, great. And uh, <laughs> it's you know, it it it, um, it feels like we have enough there's enough of a footprint in the world to, to prove that we did it, you know, at this point. Yeah. And with social media, I mean, you guys have all sorts of documentation. Oh yeah, was, yeah. 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 When, as soon as you were talking about Guinness, I was like, social media should be proof enough for most of this stuff. You know? Yeah. It's, it's I don't crazy. know. I, it's, I mean, you know, 
I don't know. Get like a friend of mine kind of told me too. And I think this is kind of the turning point when we decided to not worry about it. He's like, dude, I think like like 13 year olds care about the Guinness World yeah. Records. <laughs> like, and unless you like are actively trying to break a record, like is, you know, is anyone really like, oh man, the Guinness? Uh, and they have I don't, I don't know. Not to not to just next time you do like world's longest fingernails and yeah like, yeah oh yeah that'd be. <laughs> Great for a piano band. I'm sure I'd be able to really exactly. know. Or a painter for that matter. It would yeah. be fabulous. But she could just dip the fingernails and like kind of <laughs> do more true. abstract stuff as she just claws at the at the board. See? So there's a talent right there that probably <laughs> hasn't been done before in Guinness. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So the, it, I mean, at a certain thing. point, it does kind of feel like Guinness, like people were just making up world records to have, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, so I don't know. the reason Whatever. they're competitors to Guinness, like nobody cares that much, I, <laughs> right? But it's, I mean, it is still fun, to, yeah, it's fun, but you, you know, can still say it without you're just not Guinness recognized, you know? yeah. You know, even, um, there's actually two guys, I forget who they are, they're like two guys, they're from like more famous bands and they have like solo careers and they're going on tour together. I think they might be in the middle of it now, actually. And they were trying to to officially do it and uh, get the world record and do it in 49 days. And we had a few fans who commented on their things and tagged us. And we're like, Bhagavan already beat this even before he started. <laughs> and, you know, again, they're I think they're probably going to get the... Uh, I have not checked up on them since they just announced it. I don't even know when it is, but uh, they'll probably get the, the official record. But, you know, and good for them. That's, that's great. Oh, yeah. um, I hope it brings a lot of people out for them and stuff, but... Uh, honestly, the thing that we're most happy about with is the fact that we it produced this this book um, that uh, were just incredibly like, you know, you're proud of everything you put out. But like this, I don't know if, if I can do my own harm. I feel like we really freaking nailed it with this comic. And I just I feel I, so I feel so like confident and sure in it. And it, it's like the kind of confidence where I feel like no matter what kind of reviews everyone could hate it but like i feel like we did our best and i can like go to my grave knowing that like it's um just that it was the best thing we could do and that's that kind of satisfaction i feel like is what i mean you need to strive for in any piece of art um and i'm you know excited about all the music and everything but i i don't know if i've quite felt this way about this project as as um i don't know if i've i've felt quite the same way about about other things that we've done and so it's just yeah, it's a very very exciting time to be on the pocket vinyl train <laughs> and it's like I'm, I'm super excited to see it and elizabeth style is like we saw some of the interior artwork and it just looks amazing I yeah she's so stoked to see this thing yeah it's um elizabeth for much of her life has been like her talent is far above her weight class in terms of like you know where we're at um we know uh i don't know if if i may brag about her for a bit yeah so that right there that's one of the, the paintings that that she's done in roughly 45 minutes or so on stage yeah it's um, so beautiful Just... yeah she uh she, like the the shade if, if you look at like the the just yeah like the shading on the the bear the light the 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 foreground trees, the background, the not even to mention just kind of like the the story that I think as you look at this, it it you know it we we often say that like almost every painting of Elizabeth look it looks like a like a scene from a much bigger story. Yeah. And yes. and it's it's 
and you kind of, I think everyone kind of makes up like what they think it is. Like, is that bear a statue? Is it a real bear? Is it a spirit? Is it an actual bear? Is What's their relationship? Is she taming it? Is she trying to call upon it? Are they already yes. friends? Like, there's so many interpretations. Um, and I think that's one of the, the things that makes her art so compelling. And even though, you know, the comic is, is all uh, black and white um, and it was done in, in pen and ink, it, um, it, it just, I, I feel like she, she was able to, to match that. And she, I mean, there's so many, because like we toured all over the country, she, she did so many great, there's a lot of great landscape photos and mm -hmm. of, of uh, just as we're going around and things. And it's, it's a, it's an absolutely beautiful book We're I, we're trying to get our publisher to throw it to like a bunch of uh, um, like comic awards and stuff, because it, oh. it, I'm, I am so proud of her. And so like, I know I'm biased. <laughs> I know <laughs> like she's the best human I've ever met as a personality wise, regardless of her talent, but she's just, I'm constantly in awe of her. I've sat next to her while she's made over a thousand paintings on shows and stuff. And it's still, it, it oh, I just, I, I'm always just amazed at, at what she does. And I'm just really excited for, um, yeah, people to, to, to read the book and get it. Cause like some early reviews and some fans have already been able to get a copy from some websites already sent them out, even though the release date is this Tuesday. And it, it seems like, like people have said that the book made him cry, it made him laugh, and all that was very intentional. And it's just, man, it's nice when you Before do. Before we something. forget to touch on it, where can you find this book right now? Oh, everywhere. You can you can like from Target.com to your local bookstore. Like it's it's literally um, everywhere. It's like I said, this is the first time we haven't self-published something. Like all our music, we put out ourselves. All our um, she she has some collections of of her Turing Test comic that we just self-published that we have at our merch table and stuff. Um, but this is like the publisher. It's 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 out everywhere. If you just search the how to completely lose your mind, um, I don't yeah, know. We always it. recommend bookshop.org or thrift books because those kind of support more uh, small business and local stores. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 available pretty much anywhere where books are sold. That's awesome. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to go on a long tangent there. I just I, Jeez, I'm well, like I'm seriously so. I was like, let's get that in real quick before we forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like, since we're so big into DIY and just being proud of doing projects like this, it, it really hit us that you have the misprint of the book <laughs> that you guys yeah. sat on a throne of all you bought your all your misprinted books so there would be none out in the wild so yeah yeah there's two there's like almost two thousand of them uh just in the floor below me in our basement uh pretty much almost right below me just sitting there in boxes and um, like honestly if you go to the pocketvinyl.com you can watch the video where they're both sitting on a throne of their recalled books which <laughs> is hilarious and wonderful and it's just uh it, it was a very good and humorous take on something that could have been seen as such a tragedy and you guys rolled with it so well that it impressed me like beyond words so it made yeah a beautiful background you know. too Thank, yeah, no, it was a cool design. Yeah, with like the zigzag books. Yeah, yeah it was. That. It was kind of one of the things we like. Sort of came up with it as we were stacking them, and we we're like, "That looks great." <laughs> um, yeah, it. It. So yeah, to to include those listening or anything, the the long short of it is uh, basically our, our publisher in in early August we got the a first a few boxes of the book, and you know it wasn't coming out until October 10th, and we opened them up and we noticed that page 272 was exactly the same page as uh, 
270 uh, or 268. They were the same page, and that's not what should have happened. And uh, instead, 270 shoe should have been a different page, and that page was completely gone. And uh, it just it we got so depressed, and we just like well, no, I'm sorry. First, we contacted the um, we had about 200 copies. I think they sent to our house, and that was like what we requested for to you know sell and stuff for when the release came. And we told the publisher, we're like, hey, these have a, a, you know, a pretty big mistake. Like, it's like a whole scene from a movie is missing. You know what I mean? So, like, what's the protocol? What do we do here? And they're a small publisher, and they're just like, I'm sorry. We've already printed 2,000 of these. Uh, we need to sell them. Like, we can't eat the cost. And we were just like, no. Like, that, absolutely not. This is not the, even though it's one page out of 300, it, when you say it like on paper, it seems like not right. a big deal as you talk about it, but it's, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the, what we intended. And so we kind of went back and forth on a few things and, and we were like, well, can we buy all 2000 books from you and, and print fixed ones? And they were like, yeah, maybe, I don't know if we're going to reach, like, I don't know if we can do that before the release date. Uh, thankfully now two days away from the release date, we, we, can safely say that all like all books have been delivered all stores have them um they're all all the websites and everything so thankfully we, we were able to catch it in time but uh yeah they let us buy it and it, it was uh about two dollars and fifty cents per book uh the you know of of the the printing cost that's thankfully they were kind enough to only charge us that and so we spent five thousand dollars um to uh and i i tell you it was the most relieving five thousand dollars i've ever spent like when yeah. we figured that out and when the wheels got in motion and it like we it was fixed it was like even though it's a lot of money and everything we we're just like whew, like it was a relief um yeah. and it's money we don't have but we're just throwing it on a credit card and we'll pay it down eventually um but it yeah i don't know there it's just yeah, there's something to be said about it. It's just like we, we, it needed to be the thing we needed it to be, yeah. you know? And, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, a lot of some people commented when a few days ago when we posted that video and, and kind of came out about all this, uh, a few people commented like, well, I'll buy one, I'll help, I'll do the costs. And we're like, no, 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 you don't get it. We, we bought these so that you wouldn't buy one. <laughs> like, we, we bought them so that they, they wouldn't, you know, be out there. So, so no one would, buy a, a whole book and you ever seen elf you know the movie elf yeah, yeah. that's what his dad the villain it's what they do they, they he he's like at the beginning of the movie they're yeah. like no print this book doesn't have enough pages right. print it like it's a villainous <laughs> thing. and we we're just like it's not that's not gonna not gonna fly and so yeah it's it's just i don't know it's it's you know a lot of people are like oh i'm so sorry or whatever but honestly we it, to our minds it's like we went through all this emotionally months ago and now we're just, you know, we honestly were just trying to turn it into like a PR campaign to try to just get people to get the real book. Um, but uh, yeah, we still have no idea what we're going to do with all the books. I mean, we, it's, I don't know, we might, you know, use them to like build stuff for some, I don't know, like build a castle or something out of them, just see what we can figure out here and there. But I mean, you know, we'll probably just end up throwing them all away sometime years down the line when we're like, they've been sitting there for 10 years. What do we, do? you know? But uh, yeah, no, honestly, I'd, I'd if the if the same choice was in front of me right now, I'd spend five more five thousand more dollars to do the exact. Oh, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, I know what it's like to have something out there in the world with yeah the wrong words in it, and it's just yeah, you you don't want that. And I yeah, and even that. like I don't know, like if it was a typo or something, that's one thing. But a whole page missing, yeah. Like we've even we have a few friends who've like worked at like Image and and other like big graphic novel places and comic places, and they've said they're like they would like we're one of the first graphic novels that our our publisher has put out, and um. And, you know, they've been a good, they've been great with communication, great with talking with us and stuff. But, like, I just think it, it's a bit of a new process to them. And so, yeah, when you put out a novel and there's a few, you know, grammar errors or whatever, it's it's not a huge deal. But, like, and I think most people kind of forgive that. But, like, a whole page missing is just, that's just yeah. not, yeah. Just, yeah, that just doesn't fly in anywhere else in the business. And so, yeah. But I don't know, look, is what it is. And, you know, we'll, I, I think people responded well. I know a lot of people said they got pre-orders after we put up the video. And so I think, you know, hopefully we'll sell some books and then maybe we'll sell enough to where it'll, we'll make some money on the back end. <laughs> so you, uh, your, your tour kicks off in a couple of days. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be on the road from October 10th to uh, November 16th. Yeah, I was looking at the dates. I'm curious about the Peoria, Illinois date. I was looking at the Midwest dates and I'm out of town for like a lot in the next few weeks. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they're going to, that's when they're going to be around. Wait, is that, yeah. is that, but, I, but then I saw Peoria. I'm in, yeah, I'm South of Chicago. Oh, cool. Peoria is, it's a little bit of a distance, but um, that's actually after I'm back in town. So I'm looking at that one. Well, I don't know. Um, the uh, Chesterton, Indiana show, that's in like North, uh, Northwestern. That's like a, a like, 45 minutes an hour from Chicago. I don't know if yeah. that's closer, but like um, that one, I think just start within the time that I'm gone. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, well, either way. When I saw Peoria, I was like, Oh, November, I could maybe swing that. We, we tried to get a Chicago show happening, but I, I unfortunately couldn't find any, any comic shops or libraries or anything around the Chicago area that would, would uh, give us. Did you check out Quimby's? Quimby's, uh, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. I threw so many emails around. but. Like, I know. Uh, what was it? There's like, was, is it buckets of blood or something? Oh yeah, yeah. We that that one looks promising for a bit, but ultimately it kind of fell through. Yeah. Um, but that place looked really cool. I'm I'm hoping to stop there sometime. Honestly, sometimes I'd rather drive somewhere else than Chicago, just because parking is such a hassle in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, this that's what drive to, I love to drive up to Milwaukee because it's only a couple hours. Chicago is already almost an hour from me, so it's like another hour, and I don't have to deal with the parking situation. So. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, even that's, I mean, our, in, in the book, the, the Illinois show of the 50 states was in Chicago proper, but it was, a, it was like a, a, an apartment show. Oh. And I remember I think I had to park like five blocks away. Because <laughs> yeah, the closest place. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was, uh, I remember like we unloaded and then I went and parked and it's like run back. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, that's. That's always what I equate with uh, having to go to Chicago. I love yeah. Chicago, but it's it's uh, it's yeah, no, it's, worth, it's, it's gotta cool be worth the hassle for me to go. Yeah, I mean that's honestly any big city like that. Like we found, especially as a small DIY band, we found that like you know your your Chicago's, New York's, I don't know Atlanta, Nashville, L.A. Any of those places are we tend to not do great at, but like the small to mid-sized towns, like we tend to that's our bread and butter for sure. Um, just because there's, you know, a lot less competition, there's more like people who just, you know, there's not options for them every night, uh, to, to, you know, go out and see something and they, they seem to appreciate what you're doing more, or at the very least, they'll give you a chance more. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas like, you know, if 
you don't impress someone within five seconds sometimes in major cities, it can be tough to, to hold their attention for, you know, the whole song more or less. Yeah. I saw you're, uh, you're going to be in Columbus. That's one of my favorite towns for like indie comic stuff. Like, I Oh yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. They have, there's a, there's a big indie comic convention there, right? Um, yeah. I've done that one before. I like that one. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. We're yeah. thinking that's, you know, another thing we kind of want to get into with this book in the next year is, is trying some of those like indie and small press, conventions because we've never done one before we just actually a few weekends ago went up to um mice in um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. boston yeah. yeah and that was a um we really enjoyed that we, we weren't showing there just kind of there as fans yeah this um, stuff would fit really great into like a zine fest those are my favorites but um yeah. yeah 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 it was it was uh yeah it was really cool um and yeah we're hoping to kind of break break into that that culture a bit more do you find though do you do you, do you um because you you showcase at those, right? Yeah. Do you find like, do you usually make money? Do you um, find it's, it's hit or miss. Okay. I, do, I like uh, Zine Fest, so I, I do less um, comic shows and more Zine Fest and punk rock flea markets now. Okay. Yeah. And um, I, I tend to do way better at those. I love it. Like lately, whenever I've done one, there's always been one person that's come up and just been like, "I have forty bucks, or I have sixty bucks." what can I get for this? And like, they'll have me put together a bundle just out of nowhere. Like they just see my art from a distance and they just come on over and it's, it's amazing. I've never had that at a comic show. Man. I wonder if that's a post COVID like, uh, attitude, yeah. you know what I mean? Of just people who, uh, that's true. Cause I never had that before COVID. Yeah. 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 Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I'll try to keep my eye out for that. I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just, even, those last we couple just times a... I've just been like, what? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's great. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's, I don't know. It's you know we're cautiously optimistic about about doing stuff like that because uh, I don't know. It's you know part of the reason we have stayed alive as a band and, and been able to make it is because you know you 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 know you play shows anywhere you can, but also um, you know you want to make try to make the good decisions. And I know a lot of comic artists who they've told us that they've done conventions, but they rarely, if ever, even break even. Um, yeah. And but there it's more like there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's more the exposure and things. Um, and it, it, you know, it's, we can only do so many of those and still stay alive on the road. And, and exactly. do you're all day, uh, like events when you go to those. Yeah. Concert for 45 minutes, it's less of a, I mean, there's more, there's investment on the, on the ends of those too. But as far as like eight hours at a comic show, just standing there at a table, watching people walk by you, like those shows suck. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That's, I mean, even when we were at Mice, we, it's, I, you know, there were a lot of tables where like, oh, that person's art looks cool. I want to check it out. I I know I'm not going to buy anything from them, but I just want to see it, you know? And Liz and I were trying to think of like, you know, whenever we do it, we want to make sure we set up our table, maybe even like wear shirts that just say like, I won't talk to you unless you talk to me. Like, like, (laughs) you know, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the one thing that that plagues those shows. Obviously, those artists need to make money and sell stuff, but like that expectation of that, I think you feel of like, oh, if I look too long at this, they're gonna be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, and like, you know, just see oh, like a sale. Yeah, that's reaction. That's my yeah. favorite thing about the punk rock flea markets is that I I'll have like really great conversations about bands and music, and then eventually somebody might look, be looking at what I'm actually selling and chat, but I'll get some good conversations of those. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, honestly, that's like, 
I think shows, you know, we have our merch table set up. Um, and, you know, sometimes there's a cover for shows. Sometimes it's free, depending on the place and stuff. But um, we almost always have, like, great conversations and connect with people. And there have been a ton of times where, I mean, I guess, and this could be conventions, too. You don't, you never know the long game. Because, I mean, there's, there's one fan of ours I know in mind who discovered us when he was in college. And he was completely broke, but, like, loved our band. And... Then, because, um, you know, we've been going for 12 years, uh, and so he, he just stayed a fan. He'd, like, show up at shows and stuff and hardly ever bought anything or anything like that. And now uh, he went to uh, – he, he passed the bar, and he's a lawyer. Oh, wow. And so now he comes to shows, and he has a lot of money that he drops <laughs> on, like, the painting or other things. And anytime we have a new piece of merch, he, like, gets it. And, uh, you know, he's still a younger guy, but he's just he's, – he's doing very well for himself, and he's still a big yeah. fan. And so, you know, it's – it's and that all came from, you know, just us having a good conversation with him. And, and uh, as long as you kind of know and assume you're going to be doing this for a while, sometimes those people, you never know where those – that that will go. And, and, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's just – it's always a, a thing that we always try to keep in mind of, like, yeah, you never know. I, for instance, John, I'll say – that Greenfield show, uh, in in my memory, it wasn't a very good show, and I don't feel like I've, I I I felt like we didn't I had we had a tough time connecting with the crowd, and yeah. so when you reached out to me and stuff, I was like, oh, I okay, <laughs> I didn't know anyone was there, but like exactly again, so it's, you it's were always, there, and I I had no idea, and it led to this. It and is, it, it's, it, it, now there might be someone listening or whatever who checks us out and who knows where that will lead. And so, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, it's that always... show was a little odd too. The, the, the way the uh, room was set up, I've seen that room set up completely differently where there were like bar table kind of set up mm. upstairs and it was completely different. And the fact that they had, uh, yeah, sorry about my horrible images here. But, uh, <laughs> it's very purple. <laughs> at any rate. Uh, yeah, I've never seen them have that like riser kind of thing like they did that. Yeah, time. It, and it, it was very odd, and it was it didn't feel like I could connect with the band as much. It was it felt very removed from like the audience felt very removed from the show. If yeah, that makes sense for no, me, I time. I completely agree, and that's I I mean, you know, I I felt and I hope in your recollection we I I think we performed well, um, but that oh, was. Yeah, sure. uh, it yeah i remember it's it's tough because yeah we've like i mean we've really honed our our act and everything in, in like you know small bars and tight spaces and like when you're like kind of almost standing next to elizabeth watching her paint um yeah. and so when there's like a big like we recently played an outdoor festival in ohio and it wasn't like a bunch of people there but they were just spread out over like a half acre or maybe even a whole acre um and uh it was just it felt very far away and we didn't sell much merch afterwards or anything, but then I have a friend who knows a lot of people and they were, they said we were their favorite set of the whole <laughs> like festival. And I was like, Oh, okay. I, well, right, no one told me, but so yeah. Anyway, all that is to say, it's just, you never know who's listening. You never know what, where something will lead. You never know exactly. what kind sometimes of podcast people, people have who's at the show. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes people come and they'll pick up a, a business card or something like that. And you'll think that it's just like, Oh, they're never going to check my stuff out. But then suddenly they're, checking in for a podcast yeah. or something like that and it's it is always good to treat everyone like you know i always love just chatting people up when i'm at a show and just 
it, that's how you get to know folks. And that's how, like you said, hopefully long term, it builds wonderful long term relationships that you get to like yeah. call back and have a good time with it. So. Yeah, it's, you know, recently I've been kind of joking about how um, it's been a common thing. And I think there's almost people if, for anyone in a band where like sometimes the other bands, if you're playing on like a bill, uh, I found Sometimes they don't necessarily give you the time of day much before you're set. And like, you know, oh, hey, how you doing? And shake your hands or whatever. And then after we play, they'll come up and be like, oh, that was awesome. Wow, I didn't know you guys were due. And it's like, oh, you guys are so cool. And I'm always kind of like, I was cool before, too. <laughs> you, didn't, you just didn't, you just give didn't me the, know it. <laughs> I mean, I that's I always try to like be friendly and, and, and talk to other bands and stuff. You know, sometimes I have off days and maybe I'm not at my best and, Yes. Uh, but but it it I I always try to make an effort to kind of just be friendly and welcoming to everyone before anyone plays the set, um, because I don't know that's always like it's fine and I get it I understand you know sometimes you just when you realize there's something interesting and cool about a person it just makes them like oh you now you you a reason to talk to them or whatever and so I I not to say word whatever you know what I mean um, but it. Yeah, I, it's it's a uh, I don't know that's that's always just something that that yeah kind of bugs me and I've been thinking about a lot recently. I don't know why it's it's been very much well, on my mind the last. It, like honestly, like so if I'm looking back at that night, I remember I was sitting in the risers, probably a little off sides to you and Elizabeth hmm. that evening, and I, you know, I didn't know who you guys were until you went on stage. So it's it's always interesting to see oh. That was the band. Oh That's yeah, well, I mean, as a you know, if, if you it's... weren't like as a fan, I don't expect like people just at the bar. I'm mostly talking about like other bands that we play with. Okay, who don't you know like yeah. not like showgoers? Like no, I don't expect anyone showgoers to know I'm a or come and just start talking to me. Yeah. I just mean you know when you get to a place like oh you're in the other band cool I'm Eric I'm the, you know and yeah. there's sometimes there's just like a standoffishness or you know if there's talk about like sharing a drum kit or like doing all sorts of things and bands can get like weird about their own stuff. But then like, if after you play often people are like, Oh, okay, cool. I get in what you're doing. And okay. That's, you know, and it just, I just sometimes wish, uh, we didn't all have to, to prove our own worth <laughs> and just kind of accept each other, uh, before we play the set. Um, that's, I don't know. That's, that's my, if you're in a DIY scene or anything, I think that's a, a good goal to have. Exactly. Yeah. Treat everybody like they're all rock stars because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also yeah. same with the 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 people in the audience too and and you know i think it's but yeah i didn't mean what i said that i don't mean that for anyone who's like just there to see the show who like it's like how come no one's walking up to me and thinking i have a cool <laughs> face or whatever no no it's just oh like, no that's not what i was trying to say yeah i know but i i realized i was talking with someone about this recently and they mistook that and i i just reminded <laughs> myself for like anyone listening like that's not what i mean <laughs> <laughs> Well, if somebody okay. wants to find your tour dates, um, would that be the pocketvinyl.com? Yeah, pocketvinyl.com. They're also, I mean, they're listed on Spotify. They're listed on our band camp. They're, we're on bands in town. It, uh, we try to, to make it as prevalent on the internet um, as as we possibly can. So it's, it's thankfully, the if you just Google Pocket Vinyl, there's nothing else on the internet except us with that name. It's We really lucked out with a band name. <laughs> and I will uh, say that you guys have the uh, book plate thing going on as well. So if people want to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if anyone... Yeah, so we we obviously have the book. Uh, yeah, here I'll hold it up again if you can see the <laughs> the cover. Um, How to completely lose your mind. 
if uh, you order this online or something and send us, oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, if you order this online and send us a uh, like a receipt or something, like a picture of a receipt, we will send you a, a signed book plate in the mail for free. Um, so you can then like stick that in the book and have a have an instant signed copy. Yeah, those book or, plates with you on your tour. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we'll have those even if people just want it as a sticker or something and. Um, yeah, right, we also have like it. if you come to shows, we have exclusive T-shirts that we just have at shows. Uh, everyone who gets a book at a show, we have uh, these glittery stickers and and bookmarks and things that come free with it. We have all sorts of incentives. Um, and uh, I'll say if yeah, if you want to come, I mean, it'll it'll they'll all be I'm sure they'll all be kind of intimate shows. <laughs> so because that's the kind of places we play. So that's if you cool. want a, a great, we're we're a great performance. We feel I feel very confident about what we do. And we've done it over a thousand times, so we're very practiced. And, <laughs> Did uh, you guys have anything else in Massachusetts coming up again? I didn't see anything. Let me but... see. Um, because I at, want one of those cat shirts. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. I like that one. At the moment, no, we have no Massachusetts okay. on the books. But uh, we uh, in the in the spring and stuff, I'm sure we'll we'll be getting like okay. one or two. We actually just had someone from Boston reach out to us and ask us if we want to do a show somewhere up there. So, um, yeah, we uh, um, yes, we'll try to do that. And there are a bunch of libraries and bookstores I'm intending to to reach out to. Um, awesome. To, so yeah, we'll we'll um, yeah we we've made 149 of those shirts um, recently, and we'll probably be making more of those because it's the first time we. We usually just always create a new design. This is the first time we've we've brought a design out of retirement. It's a cat on fire that says pocket vinyl on it. And that was the yes. same design we had when we did the 50 States tour in 2019. Well, so yeah, it does back. a wonderful job with kitties. And I remember getting this at the show. I don't oh, know. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the cat's person. Yeah, that's a, a, a book she did of, uh, we actually didn't even know that was going to be a book, but she, uh, posted a panel it was last halloween two halloweens ago for inktober where you try to draw uh, something every day um yeah. and uh we we wrote together uh like an iambic pentameter poem about a cat who whose person dies and they're living out the rest of their lives like missing their person uh, and uh it was you know 31 panels through, and someone was just at the end of the month was like can i buy this as a book and we're just like oh uh, yeah, sure. I guess made, yeah, so, yeah, made one without intending to, but um, there's it was actually a funny thing. Recently, a four year old came and bought that book, uh, and then we like told her. I, I told her I was like, "Oh, you know, Elizabeth is the one who drew that," and she's like, "Really?" And she goes away and comes back with like a friend, and her friend was kind of like nine or ten, and was like, "So she wants a picture with Elizabeth," <laughs> and so this like four year old oh, took a picture oh, with the cat's oh, person, oh, oh, oh. and Elizabeth, I love thinking about. And this is what we're hoping will happen uh, like 20 years from now is that that book, that child will love that book and just love like the, the drawings and everything. And then, you know, it'll become a huge part of their childhood. And then they'll like put it aside. It'll get lost in a box somewhere. And sometime in their 20s or 30s, they'll find it again and being like, oh, I loved this kid's book. And then open it up and read through it and realize it's about, you know, a person who dies and their cat that's still surviving in the world. Oh, my God. Like, wow, I completely missed all this subtext. And so, but there's some really cute cats in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're, that's our hope for that for 20, 30 years from now for that little girl. I, I really hope she somehow finds the subtext of it long, long time from now. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us today, Eric. 
Yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. This is a blast. I know I'm, I can be a bit of a ranter and stuff, but I, no, I, hope, I, I had to say interesting. <laughs> it was terrific. That's exactly what we're looking for on this show. So awesome. thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for having me. It was absolutely a pleasure. Uh, <clears throat> it was good to be thank here. You. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I hope to see you on the road. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to our listeners on behalf of myself and John. And uh, we'll be back sometime soon. I think we have something on the 29th. What do we got on the 29th, John? That's a very good question. I can't remember for the life of me right now. Uh, It'll be great. <laughs> the Margaret Hooligans. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> hey, you made it through an entire episode. Good for you. If you're looking for more, give the rest of the channel a look. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll catch you fuckers next time. Later. Later.